Well, today, my brothers and sisters, we celebrate the memorial of St. John Chrysostom, who is a very important saint in our tradition because he's considered one of the four doctors of the East. So we have the, this, these positions in our church tradition which are uh, very limited, okay, to make the cut with one of these positions, you know, you got to be someone special. So you've got this position of uh, uh, the doctor of the West, doctor of the East, and there's only four of these, okay? In the West, I think it's Ambrose and St. Augustine and St. Gregory, and I can't remember the fourth one. And then in the East, you've got a number of people whose names I could remember if you gave me a minute or two, but one of them is St. John Chrysostom, the, the saint whose feast we uh, uh, commemorate today. Yeah, I think what I wanted to talk about in the in the connection with St. John Chrysostom is the ability for St. John Chrysostom to differentiate authority that comes directly from God versus authority that comes from human beings and the courage to choose to obey and follow that authority that comes from God. Okay, so I, I think this is what he's really noticeable for, remarkable for. He was um, a guy who just wanted to be a simple monk, like many of the ancient bishops, they just wanted to be monks. You know, they wanted everybody to leave them alone and they just wanted to be monks. Um, and so what would happen is they would become monks and then everybody would come out into the desert and they'd say, hey, we need you, you know, to be bishop. And they'd pull them into the city and they'd bring them to the cathedral and they'd ordain them. And so that was the case with, with St. John Chrysostom. He was made bishop of the city of Constantinople which was a really big deal because at that time, this is the end of the 4th century, it was the year 397 when he was uh, consecrated bishop of Constantinople. At that time, the uh, seat of the emperor empire had been transferred from Rome to Constantinople, and it was a really big deal. Constantinople was the capital of the entire Roman Empire. And so to be the bishop of that capital was a, was a really big deal. But St. John Chrysostom was a very extremely courageous uh, man, and he spoke from the pulpit publicly against some of the excesses and the abuses of those who were in positions of power. In particular, there was the, the basically the queen mother, the empress really of the empire, and he would give homilies and sermons against what she was doing, sometimes when she was sitting in the pews. Okay, can you imagine that? You know, I mean, he's a really courageous guy. So in, in consequence, and he was also a, a very big advocate for the poor, okay, and uh, he was just a generally very, very holy guy without any kind of fear of, of merely human authority. And uh, he was, in consequence, he was exiled twice from his uh, Episcopal see. And in the second exile, uh, you know, he was being led through you know, all this inclement weather and snows, and he was not exactly a spring chicken. He was a little bit of an older man. And he was, you know, the Roman guards were dragging him up and down mountains and shoving him in these little cottages uh, and all this kind of stuff, and he died as a result, as a consequence of, of that. So he's kind of a martyr, kind of not a martyr. You know, it's sort of hard to tell exactly. But uh, he's, a, he's a very courageous guy who ultimately died, though, for his courage. And what he upheld was the sovereignty of God's authority over human authority. It's so important that we understand that the church is not a mere toady to the states that just licks the boots of the state and brown noses and, you know, it doesn't, it's not a mere toady to the broader 
culture and the popular trends and the zeitgeist and what's popular and what's in and what's out and what's cool and what's not. The church is not subservient to those things. The church has a, a holy independence that has been given to her from God. And uh, nothing can silence the mouth of the preacher, not even the state, if the preacher, of course, is preaching what's, what's right and is preaching the gospel in truth. So this is a very, very important um, you know, point. I remember the last elections, um, this was you know, almost four years ago now, the presidential elections, I, along with many Protestant uh, ministers and other Catholic priests, received a very interesting letter in the mail from some kind of organization that was touting its importance and its political connections that was saying, we just want to remind you, Mr. Religious Person, that if you preach about religion from the, or I'm sorry, about politics from your pulpit, we can come and take away your tax exempt status. Okay. Now, for the most part, it's very much according to the virtue of prudence for the for the Protestant preacher, for the Catholic priest, to speak about politics in a relatively neutral fashion. Okay, Be, and that's because there's very clear. It's oftentimes that both sides. Okay, in America we've only got two parties. It's oftentimes that both sides have good points and bad points. All right, and so it's oftentimes best to say what we're teaching is the importance of voting according to your conscience that's been rightly informed by the church. That's oftentimes what we need to do. But hypothetically speaking, if there was one presidential candidate or one political candidate who was running for any office and they were spouting complete nonsense and it was horrible and it was contrary to the common good and it was contrary to the moral law, the priest would have every right before God and the natural law to preach against that person. Okay? It could never be silenced. All right? So St. John Chrysostom understood that principle and he suffered for it. So he's he's really a martyr for the truth and the sovereign independence of God. Notice, I'm going to tie this into our first readings. Notice St. Paul says an apostle, he's an apostle of Jesus Christ by the command of God, not by the election of any human community. You see, the state is very different from the church because the leaders of the state are put there at the good pleasure of the people who elect them. They are to represent the community, and they are elected. But that's not how government works in the church. The government of the church has been appointed directly by Jesus Christ. Okay, There wasn't an election that you know put St. Peter as the, as the rock of the church. That was Jesus' choice to make St. Peter the rock. And as it is to this day, we have the Holy Father. It's very important to pray for the Holy Father. That's why it's also very important that we understand the Vatican City state is a sovereign state and doesn't is not under the rule of any other state, okay? So that the Pope can have that political freedom to do what he needs to do as as the head of the church, okay? So this is really important and St. Paul goes on and says, "I am grateful to him who strengthened me, Christ Jesus, because he considered me trustworthy in appointing me to the ministry." The point is is that Jesus put Paul in his position of authority. It wasn't by democratic election or anything of that sort. 
So there's a recent thing that I could address that's really very relevant to this, is this past Tuesday in Australia, one of the states in Australia passed a law that said any priest who hears the confession of a child abuser under the seal of the confessional has an obligation by the law of the state to be a man, mandatory reporter to report that abuse. Okay? That is an unjust encroachment of the state against the church. And so there was at least one courageous bishop in Australia that basically says, yeah, I'm going to ignore that rule, okay, as he should. It is a mortal sin. It is a very serious sin for a priest to ever violate the seal of the confessional. That confession is between the penitent and God, and no priest violates that seal, period. They will die rather than violate the seal of the confessional. So this is a really good you know, case in point of, of what we're speaking about here. So what's the application for all of us here, for all of us average Catholics? Well, we just have to simply distinguish between the laws of God and the laws of men. And oftentimes the laws of men are good, but sometimes they're not. Okay, And we have to have the courage sometimes to make that distinction and disobey the authority of man when God's authority is, is requiring us to do so. So we pray through the prayers of St. John Chrysostom that we would always give God the sovereignty in our lives and recognize his commandments and have the courage to obey and follow them.